0: Is to set men loose and that's why all the administration has been in that direction it's, it's not a coincidence it's not a coincidence God is doing a walk in our midst God is breaking chains it's breaking chains yokes are been destroyed in this meeting in this meeting this meeting in this meeting so you don't need to go back the same way that you came you can just resolve in your heart this morning and say to yourself that I'm not going back the same way I came I'm not going with this situation I'm not going back with this situation when I return back home things will have changed I am a new man things things have changed things have changed things have changed hallelujah hallelujah you know if you need to take a step you will take that step a step to show that you believe that there is a change if it has to do that you need to do some checking you can take a step of faith and do that checking it's not enough for you to believe because even the devil believes yet he trembles But in the place of faith, you believe and you take a step. In the place of faith, you believe and you move forward and you stretch out and he who has spoken would accomplish that which he has spoken. That which he has spoken. For he's doing a perfect walk. He's doing a perfect walk in this meeting this morning. He's doing a perfect walk. And it has to do with that which you have constantly asked and you have wondered. And you have said to yourself again and again, when will you visit me? When will you come to my aid? And it it, 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 it has choked you. And it seems as if you are at your wit's end. But in him there is no wit's end because he is the one that strengthens For he does not leave you alone. He stands by you at every point in time. So face that situation and the confidence to declare that I'm free, that I've been set free, that I've been released, that a change has come. Yeah, (laughs) like you often say, you say it will come suddenly. Yes, he said that he he has brought it suddenly. He has brought it suddenly. He has brought it suddenly. He has brought it suddenly for your change is here. Your change is here. Your change is here. I want you to stretch your feet out this morning. Uh, While we were worshipping, I kept hearing that the chains are broken. And then I kept wondering, and I was looking for a song that matches that. And then Pastor Tosi came up and they said that the power of God is here to break yokes, to lift burdens. I knew I was on points And then the next thing the choir came And they started singing about chains I don't want you to go back The same way you came I don't know what the situation is I don't know what the circumstances. is You know at times you prepare a message And you come and then you have to flow Because it's not your message I, I, I always say to him I say Lord just help me To reach out to your people Not for my sake but first for their sake let's come up here and then let's speak and before now we spent time to pray we, we spent uh, time on Thursday and Friday to pray for this meeting and that prayer was also in this direction that yokes will be broken that nobody comes here and returns back to the same so I don't know what the challenge is I don't know what the problem is I don't know how long it has lingered but there is an end this morning there is an end this morning there is an end this morning oh the one that sets free has set you free in the name of Jesus it's not the freedom that will take you back to slavery it's not the freedom that you will say to yourself this thing has come back again no, it's a total freedom don't expect it back again that condition that I've tarried that it seems to it go a while and it will come back don't expect it back again it will not come. You are finally free and you are finally delivered in the name of Jesus. You are finally free and then you are finally delivered in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for great deliverance. We thank you, Father, for that which you have declared in this meeting this morning. Yeah, we see manifestations. We see manifestations. He says that in this week, you will see there are going to be some things that you will see that will confirm that which he has done this morning. This week, you will see it. You know, you will see some things that you it will confirm that in this service that that issue has been settled. I don't know if... Uh, it, it might just be a call from an unexpected person. It might just be a call from an unexpected person. But I just want to, I, 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 I want you to stretch your faith in this meeting. Stretch your faith in this meeting. Stretch your faith in this meeting. You know, the beauty about this is this, and that's what, oh, what other thing I've experienced in God. When His power is available, His power can be available to, eat, to heal. Is His power. When God comes down, He doesn't come down partially, He comes down fully so if he comes and he says I want to heal that's why the bible said that when that woman came they called Jesus and that man said my daughter is sick and Jesus was going and then someone came and pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment and what happened power channeled back because God when he comes down he comes in this full regalia so he's here it's not only here to heal it's not only here to break chains it's also here to give no matter how simple or how small your request is you can tap in you can tap in I was sharing with somebody uh, uh, um, during the week I said I remember there was a time when my wrist was stopped working and I lay hands on it and it started working it can be that easy Once his power is available He's available to do all things So his power is available this morning His power is here this morning Don't go without experiencing him I said to the person It was so beautiful that I had eczema The eczema was reoccurring There's this thing we use then They call it salt for yellow And then you rub it And then it will go and it will come again I can't forget it was somewhere here I laid my hands It never came back again It can be that simple this morning. Don't limit the power that is available this morning. Don't limit the power that is available this morning. Don't limit the power that is available this morning. You know that issue with your tummy? You know you can sort it out. You can sort it, I don't know if it's appendix, but you can sort it out this morning. You can sort it out this morning. You can sort it out this morning. morning and declare and say to yourself this is the end of you <laughs> hey he said as you have spoken in my ear so will I do that pain that abnormality that issue with your stomach it ceases from now on in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, thank you. Maybe I should just um, go a bit into my into my message, and then um, we just keep flowing from there. But I want you to keep an open heart this morning. Yeah, he's not done. He's not done. He's not done. He's not done. So just keep an open heart. In the book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse twenty-seven. Thank you, Father. It says, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. This is opposed to Paul. Writing to the Ephesus, the believers in Ephesus, the Ephesians church. And it says, neither give place to the devil. Ephesians chapter 4. And then you want to wonder and ask yourself, why will he tell you why will he talk to christians and say to them don't give space don't give place to the devil he wasn't talking about unbelievers why because the devil has rights legal rights in their life they share space in fact it's the devil that has the space the devil is at that moment the landlord they are on rent so he's not talking to the unbelievers He's talking to believers and he's talking to me and you. He says, don't give place to the devil. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give him no opportunity. One of the ways we can interpret this is this. If he says you should not give space or give place to the devil, that means you can actually give place to the devil. And it also means if the devil has a place in your life, the chances are you are the one that allowed it. You gave it to the devil. You gave it to the devil. So he's saying, don't give space, don't give place, don't give room, don't create a space for the devil in your life. So it's an instruction. So, if he's instructing us, that means you can give place. You can give room. You can create a space and say, Devil, take charge of this part of my life. So, Apostle Paul is saying, Please don't do that. If you back up to uh, verse 1, or oh, verse 17. He says, This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentile walk in the futility of their minds. That means there's a way the Gentile walked. That is, there's a way, there's something that characterizes the walk, the life of an unbeliever. He says that that should not be your style, it should not be him. It should not be the way you walk. Each time I read the scripture, I begin to think about the world that we are in here. Where it's almost difficult to separate the believers from the unbelievers. That you will need to ask somebody, are you born again? Before you know that the person is born again. That you need to ask somebody, do you go to church? Apostle Paul said, your lifestyle should not be the lifestyle of an unbeliever your lifestyle, your way of life, there should be something different. There should be something different. You know, we give room for a lot of things today. But Apostle Paul is saying that that is not how it's supposed to be. We are not supposed to follow the trend. We are not supposed to be like them. We are not supposed to. We are not supposed to. He said, So you should not. Therefore, I testify in the Lord. Another person say, I speak and God bears me witness. He says, I speak and God agrees with me on this. In the fact that your life as an unbeliever should be different from your life as a believer. You got born again and you are still in the midst of friends and nobody knew you got born again. There is a problem. You got born again and men are still uh, 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 relating with you as they used to before you got born again. There is a problem. Apostle Paul says that there is a change, that there is a way these people walk that you are not supposed to walk like. He says there's supposed to be a change a change that comes from within a change that uh, 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 when it happens in, uh, from, from inside it should transform other areas of your life he says this I say therefore and I testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentile walk in the futility of their mind doing things that are unfruitful he says having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God if they have been alienated from the life of God that means you have the life of God and the proof of the life of God is the way you live it's what you express you know we used to say that we are the Bible the unbelievers read fine we have to point them to God but they need to see something they need to see a transformation outwardly they don't see your hearts the Romans will say that the heart of man is deep know i'm in your gene. they don't know what is in your heart. they don't know if you has been transformed but the only way they can see is by the way you live i was watching a video yesterday it was very very uh, uh, uh interesting a man stole at gunpoint he was caught uh, he, he ran away somebody picked his car number and then uh was supposed to be arraigned. I think he was arraigned in absentia. They sent him to jail for 13 years. But this guy was at home. He was expecting the police to come. But they never did. He waited, waited. They never did. He wrote a letter to the police that I'm at home. You guys are, you have not arrested me after the judge had given verdicts. Maybe they didn't believe So they didn't come So he spoke to a friend He said he wanted to go and turn himself in The friend said it's not your duty to turn yourself in It's their duty to come and pick you So the guy started living his life Started business, got married Had kids, three kids or so He Was involved training children in the football team Of his child in school He was active in church and after 13 years, they wanted to release him. They went to the record. They discovered that he was not there. So they now came home to catch him. That same day, he was supposed to be released. So they arrested him. And they took him to the prison. And they say he must have the 13 years. And his friends, his church, and the community started protesting. They said, this guy has changed. This guy is contributing so much in this community. This guy is teaching our kids. He's involved in this, he's involved in that. He's a good father, he's a good husband. That we cannot allow you. That we prefer to have him in our environment than to have him inside the prison. And after so much pressure, the judge said that the thing that the prison could not do to people you have been able to do yourself you have been able to reform yourself you are a good husband, you are a good father you are a good contributor to the community you are free to go where am I going? even though 13 years ago he committed a crime by the time he was apprehended there was a change that everybody could see I don't know at what point that he changed but there was a change that everyone could see, could come It was so glaring Apostle Paul made this glare He said, if you are in Christ You can't walk like they walk I know there is pressure There is pressure to feel among There is pressure to use their slants In fact, I thought at the point it affected me too I remember I was trying to say some things and I said to somebody and I said, okay, how do you people say this? Because I was relating uh, uh, to the youth, the lively stone, so I wanted to flow with them. And the lady said, sir, we are looking up to you. Don't flow with us. It was a big message for me. He said, just don't flow with us. In a bit of flow, we have refused to live the life that Christ has given to us. He said This ones, they were eliminated from what? From the God's life. And we, we have that life. We should be able to stand together near a non-believer and the difference with the sin. I'm not joking. You know we are spirit being. I, I, I told somebody, it's not, it's, it, it's when you hear those that have been in occult talk, that you will understand what you carry. I can't forget a day before I got married, I was walking, at, uh, walk, walking away from home, and it happens not the first time, not the second time. And I go to the bus stop, I was coming out of Jibo's Bobby Service Street, and I go to the bus stop, and I sense the presence of a spirit. And I said to myself, There's something spiritual happening around. And I looked, 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 and I saw a magician pass by me. knew that that was why my spirit was reacting and I'm certain if he's spiritual enough he will have also knew that there was a spirit a greater spirit a spirit that is greater than what he carried around you cannot be like them you cannot you cannot run things like them you cannot act like them You are not them. They might not understand. They are not meant to understand. They don't carry such life. They might mock you. Let them do. It is your life. They can't understand. They can't understand. But you don't have to come low have really changed. Thank you, Father. You don't have to come low. Just take your stand. Just take your stand. He says this one, they are darkened. Darkness have overshadowed them. Why? Because of the fact that they don't have the life of God. And they don't know so Paul started running things from that end telling you the kind of life that they live and the kind of life that you should live if you just keep reading from that uh, 17 downwards you'll see all what he was saying and in verse 20 after saying you should not be like them he says but you have not so learned Christ how did you learn your own Christ? He said, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and started again. The question is, how did you learn your own Christ? What are you learning about Christ? What are you learning about being a Christian? What have you learned? What were you taught? Are you living by what you were taught? Are you living by what you have learned? When you came to Christ, what did they tell you? They didn't tell you that you are not supposed to mix up with the world. You are supposed to be different. They didn't tell you that. Did they tell you that everything can go, everything goes, everything flows? Did they say that you should not worry that you are the same? How did you learn your own Christ? And then he went and went, and, uh, and went on and in verse 27 he says, don't give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Hallelujah. That word place there is talking about a territory. Talking about a location. It's talking about a region. So Apostle Paul is saying that there is a place that you have authority over. There is a place that you are in charge over. There is a region that legally you have right over. And that region is your life. You have right over your life. Over every aspect of your life. You have right over your finances. You have rights over your health. You have rights over your marriage. You have rights over your education. You have rights over your business. Anything that has to do with you, you have rights. That's the place he's talking about. Because that's the place that the devil will come for. That's the place that the devil will come for. He said you should not give place. I was When I was uh, uh, thinking about this message, please come sir. Something came to mind. Please sit. Assuming he's sitting now. Okay, he's sitting. Please shift. Let me sit with you. Okay. So that's how it happens at times. He just gave me space. The devil does not fight you, at times, he doesn't. He will just suggest to you, say shift, You will shift, he will sit down with you there. The guy doesn't want to shift again. You can go. Thank (laughs) you. You know? So, because you don't see it coming, you will not resist it. Subtle suggestion. And then you fall for it. And then you give it space. I want to wonder what was going on in his mind when I asked him to shift. The likely thing is like, ah, it's my pastor, let me shift. Another thing is, ah, it's the one that asked me to sit down, and let me shift. And many other things. So at times, because we don't know. See what he said about uh, 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 those unbelievers. Verse 17. He says, they walk in the futility of their mind. Verse 18. Having their understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God because of what? because of what? ignorance is dangerous read your Bible, read your Bible you will not hear ignorance is dangerous he says these people they miss out on the life of God because of ignorance they don't know so the devil comes and says oh, your shift you now introduce a headache you now remember that in medical school or in one article that you read they will now say that headache is not a sickness or it's not a problem headache is a symptom of something that is wrong somewhere in your body and then two days after they will say you have kidney problem you now say oh is that headache so that was what the headache was telling me so too. Making suggestions as easy as that—just she began, she did. I sat down. It is a space. Don't give the devil space in your life. Any area is not permitted. Why is it not permitted? Ah, Thank you, Father. Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one, verse twelve devil not permitted. He said, give thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Next verse. Giving thanks unto the Father, verse 13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness, We are giving thanks to him because he has delivered us from the power of darkness. So he has delivered you. He's not going to deliver you. Are you having a headache? He's not going to deliver you. He has already delivered you. Are you having a chest pain? He's not just going to start the work. He has already completed it. He said he delivered you. What does it mean to deliver? To deliver means to move you from one spot. From one place. In fact, I was looking at the dictionary and it said to move something and it was making reference to a meal. And then to deliver it to the rightful owner. Move it and put it in the rightful place. You give it to the rightful owner. So God sent you to the world. Sin came into the world. The devil is now the God of the world. And then you needed to move And then Jesus came and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Made the ultimate sacrifice. And God took you and delivered you out of darkness and put you in light. So when he put you in a new space, he gave you authority. The word power there means authority. So he has delivered you from the authority of darkness. Darkness, the devil. He has delivered you. The devil does not have authority over you. Until you understand that, you will still be battling some things. It says they don't have the life of God because of ignorance. Until you come to the realization of what has happened in your life, you will still be battling with some things. In the book of Exodus, you remember the story of the Israelites. And then when they went and they met the red Sea. And they called unto God. What happened? The Bible says that God told Moses to stretch forth his hands. and the water stand. They stood like walls, and the children of Israel they passed through. After they passed through, what happened? The Israelites, uh, the Egyptians followed, and then the water started caving in back. And at the end of the day, the water destroyed them and divided the Israelites from the Egyptians. The Israelites were, they were in a new location they were in the new place they were in a new space that new space they are the Egyptians does, they don't have authority over them in that new space the new space that you are by the fact that you are a believer the devil does not have authority there he does not he does not so they moved they changed location They change place. And they go to a place where they have authority. If you use Nigeria as an example, you know Ghana cannot decide what happens in Nigeria. And Nigeria cannot decide what happens in Ghana. This is our place. It is our location. It is where you have authority to govern. You have authority to govern your life. You have authority over every aspect of your life. So Apostle Paul said, don't give space. Don't give place. Don't give a foothold. Why? Because in Nigeria, there is an embassy. They call embassy of Ghana. They gave them space. So you can give space. If the devil is operating in your life, you are the one that gave the devil space. Until you understand some things, until you come to the realization of some things You might not be able to displace the devil You need to realize that you have authority over him You need to realize that your body is your own It doesn't consign him You need to realize that whatever happens in your finances You know Pastor Bayo uh, uh, was sharing uh, When uh, the niece I think was studying And then she was having challenges, understanding. And he said he was one foot in the bill. And he spoke with somebody, and somebody said, "Ah, whatever you touch will prosper. And he said, this is part of what I have touched. You must prosper. And then academically, she picked up and started doing well. Until that understanding came, the change didn't come. They would have just allowed the devil to run riot. He says that the devil goes To and fro, seeking who? That means he cannot devour just anybody. He devours those that allow him. So he will come to you and ask you a question: How far can you give me space in your health? Then you now say yes, yes. Then you now come in and started walking. He goes. If he comes here and you don't give him, he will go to the next person. He will still come back to you. But you need to continuously stand your ground. I had an experience years back. I lie down. We we were occupying the back flat. I was staying with my parents then, still single. We were occupying the back flat, so the flat was not um, uh, not well ventilated. So at night if there's no light. It's always hot. So we don't sleep in the room. Yeah, my younger brother. We we'll just come to the parlour, we we'll lay by the door, and then we'll open the the door. Those were those days that you can sleep with your two eyes closed. So we we'll just open the door of the flat, we we'll just lie by the door, we'll raise the curtain and all that. And you just start feeling a force just pressing you. Somebody have you been pressed before? The day I was not too hot, so I was in the room. They pressed my brother, he got up, he closed the door, I ran into the room. So it was a continuous thing. All of a sudden, I just realized that as a Christian, they are pressing the room by me. I just came to the understanding that men, he that is in me, is greater than the. In fact, it got so clear. That the next time I was pressed, it's not you—you you will be pressed it's as soon as you are going inside. The next time I was pressed, I just felt it, and I was—I was just was struggling to lift my head. And immediately I immediately lift my head. As see if I knew, I can see the person. I just give and I said to the person, I said to the spirit, I said, "When you are done, you can go." And I laid back. I didn't pray. The thing left me immediately. That was the last time. It's, it's, ignorance can kill it says because of ignorance they don't have the life of God it's not that the life was not available because of ignorance you will give space to the devil it says that that terrain that region God has given you authority over it He says, he has delivered you. He has moved you. He took you and delivered you to the appropriate place. Which you are now in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. And he said he had translated us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. To the kingdom of light. The kingdom of light. You are not in the same place. You are not in the same location with the devil. We are not. Look at the Israelites. The Bible says that they left that point and they went to another point. Notice that the Egyptians don't have rule over them. But they were still remembering Kukumba. You can allow the baggage that you came with as an unbeliever to continue to rule your life as a believer they were in a new location they were in a new location and they were remembering Kukumba. in that location the, the Egyptians could not say to them make bricks the Egyptians could not say to them I won't give you straw to make bricks but yet they were thinking Kukumba. They were thinking where they were coming from. Has the devil had hold on you before you became born again? Has he been manipulating any area of your life before you became born again? Now that you are a believer, he does not have that right. You need to stand your ground, stamp your foot, and send him out of your life. The chain is broken. The yoke is destroyed. The burden is lifted in the name of Jesus. So you are in charge of your space. It's your space is your space. You, you see? Don't let it be a mental ascent. I don't know what you need to, how you need to, I don't know how to communicate it. But you need to realize that is your space. Is your life. You are in charge. Uh, because that realization alone will help you It will help you. It will help you. Don't just believe. Act on it. If Reverend promises me ten million naira, he says, "Pastor, I'll give you ten million naira." I will believe him, but not totally. There's a contract that is coming, or maybe he has been in prayer and fasting for the last 14 days, and God has revealed something new that is going to bring money. But you know that that's just belief, I don't have anything to lose. But if I, in quotes, really believe, I can take a step further and go and price what I want to buy. I can take a step further and go and buy things in credits. That is the problem we have with faith. You want to see it before you believe. The yoke has been broken but I'm not feeling it. The yoke has been broken. Chains are, I have been broken. But I can still feel the pain. You don't want to take a step of it. I have been healed. And you are still limping. And in that limping, you are limping the same way you were limping before you were prayed for. You are not even saying, let me walk fast, I know I've been healed. This pain, you will go. I have been, you are not When I said I wanted to go and take credit, people were like, ah, ah. But you know that's how faith works. You have not seen him, but you are going. You are acting. You are moving. Because you know that what he has said, he has done already. It's just for you to see manifestation. You need to need to realize that you are in charge of your life. God has given you, you the devil the devil is not that powerful. He's not. He's not is not he is not hallelujah. Glory. One of the things the devil do is to try to take a hold of a space in you, in your education, in your health. And how does he do this? He introduces fear. Once he introduces fear, if you are not careful, if you become fearful, you will just be walking in like this it will be as if at night you went to bed without locking your doors without locking your windows whoever is coming to take advantage of you will only open the door and enter once the devil allows you to become afraid, once they are able to introduce fear into your life that's the end and the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear so once there is fear you know it's not from God And if it's not from God, it's from who? It's from the devil. Once it's not from God, it's from the devil. He said, I have not given you the spirit of fear. I have not given you the spirit of fear. And one of the Is in Job, we all know the experience Job had. The Bible says that Job was what? He was a perfect man. Can you help me with Job chapter 1, verse 1? He said, There was a certain man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil you know when you read this particular scripture it seems that it's describing a righteous man as if he's describing someone that is made in the righteousness of God he says this guy was perfect he's not only perfect he's upright he added uprightness to his perfection He says he feared God. He eschewed evil. He reverenced God. Verse 2. He said, and there was born to him seven sons and three daughters. And what happened? These children, they like to feast on a daily basis. And because they feast in each other's house, the Bible says that Job said to himself, need to be offering sacrifice that means you are talking of a man that is a good father it's not only him but he's thinking about his family He must have been able to lead his family to god they must have been living a life of righteousness he says i i know myself i know that i'm perfect i know that i'm upright but what am i my kids when they are not here I don't know what they do so let me pray for them let me offer sacrifices to to God on their behalf in case they have messed up in case they have done something wrong and as I was looking at the scripture the Bible says that he offered sacrifices one for each he wasn't considering the cost because he was a wealthy man if it was me I would have just done one sacrifice for all of them Because he wanted to make sure he doesn't leave anything out He took them one after the other Father, this sacrifice is for my firstborn Whatever he has done, have mercy on him Don't look to his sin Look to this sacrifice and forgive him This sacrifice is for my second son And on and on This is a man that had a beautiful life He was living well. He was wealthy. He was righteous. He had all that he needed. Material and spiritual thing combined together. He was a good man. He was not lacking anything. And all of a sudden, tragedy started. and each time the tragedy struck one servant will always be left to go and deliver the message I don't know what kind of strategy the devil was using at that place no matter how much or how uh, uh, hot or how big or how intense the fire was, it came and it consumed everybody and everything and it left one person They go and tell him. And the Bible says, while the guy was gisting Oga, he has not finished telling him what happened. And that servant will surface. And he will tell him another calamity that had befallen him. And he will say, I'm the only one that is left. And before that one finishes, another one will come. I didn't know why or how he managed. I expected him to have had BP and father at that point. If with all that happened to him, he didn't experience health challenge, his blood pressure did not rise, he did not collapse, that means God has empowered us to endure some certain things. Old creation, new creature. If he can stand those things, there's nothing we cannot stand. One of the challenges we have is that the devil have uh, messed up our minds. That's why I ask questions at times. I say, when people die and you cry, why do you cry? A lot of people don't they cry. the environment has just been a, a condition that if you don't cry you are a bad person or if somebody dies you cry so when somebody dies before you even ask what killed him or what happened you start crying and then for some culture because you cannot cry or you don't have enough tears they go and hire people to come and cry so you are crying you don't even know why you are crying I remember asking somebody, I said why, why Why would you cry if somebody dies Um, um and maybe because I miss the person oh it's now you are thinking that maybe it's because you miss the person Job, I felt for him. I was like this guy that is perfect, upright, serving God, doing all he can, all his best. And then all of a sudden, calamity started befalling him. And then the funny thing is, the calamity, they were looking natural, but we know they were instigated by the devil. So that's where you also have to be sensitive to be able to address things spiritually. To know when things are not normal, to know when things are not just natural. You just know. I remember one time that I called my, uh, 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 my son's teacher, and I was like, "Why am I paying you guys? This guy is still Olodo. Are you guys okay?" And I started ranting. And when I finished writing, I was expecting the teacher to apologize. The teacher said to me, he said, me too, I'm disappointed. That your son, after spending two years in our school, is still like this. Ah, ah. At that point, my wife was like, give me the phone. I said, no, 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 no. That I've under- I understand what is happening now and then I hung the phone and I called my son immediately I lay hands on him and I prayed for him everything changed you should know you should know you should know so Job started having, having issues he started having issues I've been going through his mind And then I keep asking questions And you know he made a funny remark In the last verse Of chapter 1 I think that should be Okay, second to the last verse Verse 21 And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb shall I return there the Lord gave and the Lord took it away he had come to this conclusion. but from the story was it the Lord that was taken away a lot of times we ignorantly take side with the devil my, my just bear with me as I share some of these things just to try to pass the message across my younger brother uh, planning to travel and he wanted personal travel allowance and the thing is now like hot cake, if you don't know somebody even if you know somebody you still have to know somebody that knows somebody uh, because I heard that uh, the big boys are using it to do business in fact in the bank somebody sent 13 or 14 names for them to give PTA and uh, they said at the end of the day, they will not travel. They will just cancel the ticket and go and sell, sell the thing. 13 or 14 times, $4,000. You know what that would mean. So we were having challenges. We were running. We were calling. They've approved it. They wanted to dispose it. He left home. My wife called him. I go to the bank. He left home. He got to Oshodi. His car was doing overeating. Turned back, went to called taxi. The taxi brought him, they got to Osho. He discovered that his passport is in the car that he went to drop at home. He said they turned back again. He called the wife, They ready, he picked the passport. He got to the bank almost like two hours, three hours later than he was asked to come. He got there, they were processing, him. they stamped his passport sign, they said go and sit down there, come and give you cash. While he was seated, they sent a mail that they should stop his transaction. So, he was there till late in the evening, nothing, nothing. He went there the next day, nothing, nothing, the third day. Finally, he finally got it. This is where I'm going to. When he was sharing with me yesterday, he said to me, he said, maybe it was lack of knowledge. He said, our dad, my dad was sick. That he he was hospitalized. He had a fall. We took him to the hospital. They called me from office. We got there. I left back to the office. He said he just knelt down and he lifted up his hands. I said, Father, let your will be done. He said, maybe he got up. They called him that my father has passed on. He said he wasn't too sure if it was the right prayer. So when he was having challenges with this PTA, he said to himself, Father, I want this PTA and I want your will. (laughs) It was was really, really a a difficult period. He said I had given up three times. But I came to a resolution and I said to myself that if I get this one, it will not stop your will in my life. And immediately, he prayed. Not quite long, my wife called him and said, please, go back to the bank. Somebody was ready to receive query based on that transaction. And they said, we'll give you a query. Say no problem, give me. And then they called somebody else and they said, okay, let me type the query. The person typed the query and typed the answer, the reply. Uh, so they sent it to the person that will give the query they send the reply to the guy and the guy sent the and they release money. So you need to stand your ground. You need to stand your ground. See what Job said. Job chapter 3 verse 25 He says For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me Job was already afraid In his perfect and righteous state he was not in fear Fear that I would lose all I have Fear that my tomorrow will not be well. Fear that my children will not turn out well. Fear that the devil will attack me. Because he said it is the things that I dreaded. The things that I dreaded. What are you afraid of? Which area of your life are you afraid of? Your tomorrow will turn out well. Your children, they will turn out well things will work out for you. You see, it's not going to be by your power. Job, there was a lot of things that Job did not understand. He said that the things that I am afraid of, the things that I'm afraid of, they have happened to me. In verse 26, he says, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. Quiet. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. Another version says that I am not at safety. I'm not in safety. So, Job is saying that I'm not safe. Job is saying that where I am, I am not favored. That God's grace is not covering me, that I'm not protected. I'm not in safety. There's no protection as touching me. He was already nursing the fear. What fear are you nursing? What fear are you nursing? I am not in safety. Job chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear you for not? Next verse. Has not thou made an edge about him and about his household? Have you not protected Job? Have you not arranged angels to surround him so that nobody can near him? Not just him, but his household. But Job was ignorant of this fact. He said, I'm dreading because I know I'm not in safety ignorance will make you give place to the devil what are the things that you are afraid of what are the things that you are scared of what are the things that you are are, are looking out and you are saying to yourself I hope it will work get hold of God's word get hold of God's word he said he has built a hedge about him and his household and about all that he had on every side, even his property got protected. But Job was afraid that he will lose his children, he will lose his property because he felt he was not in safety. And what happened? They happened to him. You know, at times, you know, I told you, I just told uh, uh, Brokenly to shift and he shifted. At times, the devil will come and then will put something in your heart. And then that bad thing will happen to you, and you will not say, ah, I have been sensing it. No, he introduced it to you, he suggested it, and you dwelled there on it, and you gave him room, and then the thing materialized. It's not because you sensed it, it's because you didn't, you were not sharp enough to know that it was that suggestion was from the devil. You were not sharp enough to understand that it was not God. as if you are thinking stand your ground say to yourself I was in church this morning and God heals me of this and God destroyed this in my life and I'm standing by it hallelujah hallelujah I just want you to bow your head and talk to God I'm not asking you to pray for anything But I'm asking you to declare that you stand your ground. You stand your ground. Look at those issues. Look at them right now. And say concerning this, I've been liberated. Concerning this, I've been set free. Concerning this, I've been set loose declare those scriptures the one that said that he has healed you that by his stripes that you have been healed that said that he wished that you be in good health that you prosper in your health that you prosper in your soul declare concerning those emotions those emotional trauma. Oh, bring them to captivity, those thoughts that want to exalt themselves in your life against the knowledge of the truth of God's word. declare this morning that they are brought into captivity. Just declare, declare boldly, declare boldly, declare boldly, Jesus name Amen